Hey kids, are you looking for the perfect gift for that special, special someone who hisses at you on the bus? Well, boy, are we having some great news for you. On this Black Friday, we are introducing two brand new Black Friday bundles. Limited edition, all new merch shit. Our first bundle, the Sarancha Teaches Asterios Manga Bundle. It's exactly what it sounds like. Features a brand new 24-page full-color comic by Berries and Cream. Uh, in it, I teach Asterios about boys who kiss in that Yanchin bitch club, whatever whatever the kids are into these days. Each copy is signed, and you bet your weeboo ass it is printed backwards. This bundle also includes a brand new Count Chocula Funko Pop sticker, a new Loudest Podcast pin and sticker, the classic, classic Garf Stereos pin, and the side Bird Mom and Bird Dad posters. You can't get them anywhere else except right here this Black Friday. You like your holidays with a little more semen? Well, this next bundle is going to be right up your alley. The Christery Chris Mystery 11 Sticker Mega Pack. We have five brand new Christery stickers straight from Mimi Yori's Wacom tablet and straight to you. One of them got Shigeru Miyamoto on it. One of them's got me hitting a serious with a car. Good, good shit. We have a brand new holographic limited edition ultra rare sticker of me sitting on the toilet. I stole multiple of them. I'm debating whether or not I have so little shame that I will put one on my laptop and finally five mystery stickers from our back orders and uh, let's be honest if you're if you're missing some of them from the sticker club just hit us up maybe we can help you out remember these are extremely limited edition comrade we only have enough to make 20 of each of these bundles so if you want one you have to head on over to spiteincorporated.com buy it right now steal your parents credit card satirically in Minecraft and get it because these are going to go fast. Go to spiteincorporated.com to get your order in today. Welcome everybody to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I am your host, Asterios Kofidos. With me, as always, is Sriracha. Hello. Sriracha. Yes. Are you ready to hear about some of my wholesome pre-Thanksgiving family memories and encounters? You bet your ass I am. Okay, good. Now, listeners, I apologize for how wholesome this is all going to sound. Yeah, it'd be funnier if I had, like, somebody screaming about how, like, Joe Biden was a pedophile or some <laughs> crap like that. It'd be funnier if, uh, I don't know, someone died or shit themselves. It is straight-up Americana in my mixed-race immigrant family home right now. Leading you off, number one, my nieces are here, and, uh, and... My one of my nieces, I don't want to give their names, but one of my nieces it just like it orders me to play with her. <laughs> one of them, which one, the bigger one to, or the smaller one? The bigger one orders me to play with her. She, like, she will be like, Asterios, we are going to play Christmas right now. How do you play then, Christmas? I, you know what? I'll explain as soon as I tell you the other one, the smaller one, will go. Asterios, it's time to play Christmas. Aww. And we'll try to just try to just slip it in there as if it's a thing we've already agreed to, which we have not. <laughs> Here's how you play Christmas, by the way. I pretend I'm asleep. They go, like the big one goes, lie in that bed and pretend to be asleep. I will be Santa, and we will prepare a series of gifts in here for you to open. I'm like, okay. What? Wait, like, how do you open? Like, do they go in a box or do they hide them or what's up? I had the same exact thought, but I'm like, you know what? My part of this is pretty easy. I get in the bed. I make my fake snoring noises. What does your fake snoring sound like? Here, I can do it. It's some ASMR right into the microphone right now, if you'd like. I would love that. Okay, you ready? Ready. <laughs> But I can't do it very much or else I'll have an aneurysm. No, no, no. That's really good fake snoring. I do a similar like skunk few one, two, like. 
that's, like a, that's funny because your actual snoring just sounds like someone screaming. <laughs> Wait, what does my actual snoring sound like? Just like, <laughs> like, oh my God. My body keeps trying to kill me while I sleep. My body don't like being alive. Yeah, mine neither. I hate being alive. I know you do, you poor thing. But you don't have to wear, I have a machine, a CPAP machine that is, struggling to do the breathing my body refuses to do. You need a machine that makes you want to have the will to live. I don't know. What would that be? A Nintendo Switch? I, and we call it a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so uh, so I pretend to sleep, and then one of them goes, cock-a-doodle-doo. And then I go, okay, and they go, that's your cue. So then I get up, like I I walk into the next room and my my nieces have found all of my mom's incredibly delicate and decades old Christmas ornaments. Oh my god! And my mom has them all wrapped up in these like boxes. Like God forbid some of these things break. Like some of them are like popsicle stick bullshit I made when I was a kid. And by the way, I'm a boomer, so you know that was a long time ago. Like yeah, those um, popsicle sticks are worth money now. It's like gold. <laughs> it increases in value over time. <laughs> cryptocurrency and popsicle sticks. Do the zoomer cash of the future. And uh so they've taken these like popsicle stick ornaments and hand turkeys and shit and hid them under napkins and toilet paper. And they're like, <laughs> that's the wrapping paper. This is the and shittiest keep- slapdash Santa I've ever heard of. <laughs> I know, god damn it, I know. Um, and so I'm unwrapping all this stuff and I'm just like, I'm like, please, for the love of God, don't break any of this. Granny will cry. Do you want Granny to cry? <laughs> granny <gasps> will cry. They are unaffected by this. They're just like, they're just like, other people's emotions don't exist to us. Hey, what, hey, let's take out this little plaster cast of your foot. Oopsie poopsie. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, look at me. I'm a toddler. I'm three years old. I have no concept of other people outside of us. Do you remember when those uh, toddlers were over here and you tried to teach them how to play Nintendo Switch? And, he, and you're getting so frustrated because they can't do it. It's like, yeah, it's almost like they have not developed the complex motor skills <laughs> required to play a Nintendo no switch yet. <laughs> look, look, what was worse? Look, forget the fact that, that that they're not good. Also, our Nintendo Switch has the age-old problem of stick drift. Oh, One no. time I pulled up that little like stick fixer thing on Twitch, and Lime Ginger was on Twitch with me, and he was like, You have the most severe case of Nintendo Switch Joy-Con drift I've ever seen. I, you, I, and Sriracha, you could back me up on this. You know what it's like to use these. Oh yeah, it's basically impossible. It's like a, it's like playing with a handicap. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Like we can't even select the game. Like in Mario, in like in Mario Party. I'm just trying to select Daisy. You're just trying to select Rosalina. And it's like, it's like we have to hit stop. It's like a fucking slot machine or something. I end up with dry bones and you end up with a Goomba. Nobody's happy. Nobody is ever happy. And it really fucks you when you're playing the games too. But oh my God, it's so funny that you think that that's the problem. That they're sitting there like, oh my God, this Joy-Con trips and not, I'm, I can't fucking read. I'm too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's both. Can we, okay. So- so I'm playing, I'm playing a lot of this. I'm playing Christmas with them. And uh and then and but then I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go, because I'm at, I'm at work. And like I'm I can't explain to them that that my income depends on me successfully negotiating with Nathan Masry's publicist. Oh my get, god, I cannot wait to talk about this. To get and so like I'm trying to play with my nieces. Uh, and all, and I'm just getting nonstop emails from Nathan Masry's publicist trying to like trying to secure an interview. We will talk about the death of Garfield Eats uh, in the next segment. Like, and my niece is like, "Why aren't you playing Christmas with me? Don't you want to play Christmas with me?" And I turn to her and I try to explain to her. I go, "What do you think I'd rather be doing right now? Playing Christmas with my nieces or emailing a lady in Canada?" <laughs> Does and, the, okay, let me ask you a question. Is it sure. 
Kim or whatever her name was, or was it? And is it someone with an email that does not end in like Garfield friends? If this is a fake, it's a really good one. I think Nathan hired like an actual good PR agency in Canada, and obviously like Canadian PR agency standards. You know, it's like a Canadian sitcom, like. It's cute. They're trying, you know, but for the P, but for PR, but, uh, but anyway, we'll talk about that in the next segment. And so I'm trying, I'm, 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 my niece is just like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's the you. I would much rather play with you. That's why I'm telling you this thing. I keep for you. Keep trying to explain to me that you can't reason with these kids. It's very cute to watch you try to interact with children because you just treat them like little adults, but they, they don't, I, as long as you're aware that they have no fucking clue what you're saying to them. They just kind of smile because they, they don't have the attachment security yet to say, Hey, Stereos, we have no idea what you're fucking talking about. We're two. <laughs> I, it, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't like it when people treated me like, uh, like a goddamn dog. Like I wanted to be treated like a little adult. I'm like, I'm smart. I know things. I could drive a car. Let me take the bus. <laughs> I should be in charge of Thanksgiving and everybody should have listened to me. They never let me carve the turkey or anything. So like today I sit down and have some coffee and I and I, I I go to my niece. I go, would you like some coffee? She smiles at me. She goes, really? You did I not go, give coffee to that toddler, did you? I go, well, I, I think it, I, look, no one's ever asked her in her life if she wants a coffee. And I think that's rude. If I were having dinner with you, I, if I were making a coffee, I'd ask you, do you want some coffee? But my dad, do you want some coffee? So I'm just like, yeah, would you like a coffee? And she's like, yeah, I would like a coffee. I'm like, great, I'll teach you how to do it. So I show her, like, you got to blow on it a bunch. Here's how you mix in the cream. Here's how you mix in the sugar. You got to stir, 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 clink, clink, clink. Uh, she was so afraid it would burn her mouth and cause irreparable mouth harm. It probably fucking would. That's the most intelligent decision anyone's in this conversation has expressed. Well, you, I'm just trying to explain to her you never had hot chocolate. You've never had a hot drink. You've never had a hot drink in your life. You gotta wait a second. A stereos. Yeah, I'd make you'd offer me coffee, but the difference here is that the wrinkles in my brain have solidified. You can't give a toddler caffeine. We okay, but look, you're moving off the hot drink conundrum way too fast. Remember when you and I went to Serendipity Three and I bought those little cups that were cookies and I we wasn't poured there, hot jackass. Yes, you were. No, I was not. I will. I'm going to explain to you what happened and we'll see if you remember it. Okay. Do you remember the rainbow cake? No, because I wasn't there. It's okay. You will remember this. You will remember this. Do you remember the cookie cups? No, because I was not there. Okay. There were four cups that we went to Serendipity 3, had a little thing. Where they had, they had little espresso cups, but they were made of cookies. And I'm like, it's a cookie. That's a cup. It's a cookie cup. It's like an even better bread bowl cookie cup. I know what Serendipity Three is, and I know that you went there. I'm just telling you, I was not present. Have you ever been to Serendipity Three with me? No. We should go sometime. It's real nice. We should. Those are the ones with the big, like, is that the cotton candy? What's that stupid place with, like, the giant milkshakes and the giant, like, fruit punch bowls that come with, like, little fish in them? Okay. Is that that place? The giant milkshakes is a place called, like, Black Sugar and Factory. Gray. Oh, no. That's a, no, things. that's different. That's different. But Sugar Factory is just a sugar. That's just a candy store. The place with the giant milkshakes is called like black and white or black and gray or gray and black. It's, like <laughs> a, it's, the, it's the, the place where it'll just be like a, a milkshake with 10 Reese's peanut butter cups and two pints of ice cream in it. It'll be like $14. Yeah, no, fuck that place. All right, well, anyway. Okay, I apologize for assuming you were there. But can you blame me for linking a happy memory with with my co-host Sriracha? I hope you wouldn't blame me. No, I never would. That would be misogynistic if I blame. Oh, wait, no. Happy International Men's Day to all the kings that listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Remember, you're all kings. Everybody on Reddit was like, 
women flipping their shit that there's an international men's day. I did not see one woman flip her shit that there was an international men's day. Look, I put a bunch of hot chocolate in a cookie cup and gave it to my nieces. They've had hot drinks. I facilitated those hot drinks. Anyway, she tries the coffee, doesn't like it. It's not her thing. I go, well, now you know. How is this? This is a wholesome family time. How is this not a great wholesome memory? You're going to rot their teeth out of their fucking skull before they even have a chance to lose them for the first time. I didn't you know, give her a- toddlers can get cavities, right? Well, I mean, they ha- this is the time to get a cavity because they've got new teeth coming in. That is true. This These is- are the loner pair. This is this. I would, if I had my baby teeth again, I'd be eating nonstop chocolate 24 30. I'd be there, but every chocolate scent, it would be headless chocolate rabbit earless. It would be a chocolate cost. You better tell your brother that you're giving them coffee now. <laughs> I mean, he. He will hear it because my brother listens to this podcast. Oh, no. That's embarrassing. Which unlocks wholesome family memory number two. <laughs> he goes to me. He's like, he just sits down next. Like the kids are like screaming and they're running around. <laughs> and then my old brother comes next to me. and I'm hiding in the bed now. I'm like trying to hide, furiously emailing Canadian PR companies. <laughs> and um and uh and he and he's like hey how's the podcasting biz i he, he goes i love like he goes i love listening to the show every week and i'm like thank you so much he goes it must be really hard to be that funny every week i go no it's really easy i just let sriracha do all the talking and he goes yeah you do don't you and i'm like yeah i know it's great it's the greatest goddamn swindle in the friggin' world i go here's how the show works now the first half of the show, usually, except for this week, but usually I just let her talk about whatever she wants for a half hour, and then I do the second segment, and he goes, and then you do the crunch bunch. I go, yes, and then I do the crunch bunch, and he goes, <laughs> and he goes I hate the crunch bunch. Oh, hell yeah, serious brother, I'm giving you a virtual high five right now. Fuck the crunch bunch. All my homies hate the crunch bunch. <laughs> He goes, I hate the Crunch Bunch. I go, how can you hate the Crunch Bunch? He goes, it's so boring. It's just the same thing every time. And I don't like the sounds of you guys eating. Okay, well, sir, there's an entire industry of very wealthy mook bongers that agree with that, <laughs> disagree with that second point. But the first point, I, hey, I try to vary my opinions. I, tr- I pride myself on having a very open mind on these disgusting corn syrup, corn syrup bombs you forced me to eat sidebar um i went to the grocery store today it's so uh-huh. interesting because you're not home so just so speaking of foods i'm walking through and i'm like oh hey i could get a bag of chips <laughs> and keep it in the house <laughs> and why when what's the difference between me being there and me not being there because if i buy a big bag of chips while you're here i will eat of like of two or three servings and i'll wake up and there will be no chips <laughs> And where will the chips be? In your tummy. <laughs> or? In the garbage with piss That's exactly all right. <laughs> I have done that before. I have taken food. I do that thing that the Kardashians do where yeah, they dump yeah. food in the garbage and then they spray it with a Windex to stop themselves from digging it out like fucking raccoons in the middle of the night. Yeah. And yeah. And I can name a very specific time this happened. So- Speaking of wholesome Coconut family <laughs> memories, a week or two ago, around uh, around uh, uh, um, Halloween, my mom texts me and she goes, did you get it yet? And I'm like, oh God, what? What did I forget now? Did you want me to get into the COVID test? She asked me about my deviated septum, like what, what, what? And she's like, did you get the package I sent you? And I'm like, oh, thank God. I go, not yet. I go downstairs, come back upstairs. What was inside the box? It was cookies and a bunch of candy. It was nonstop. Mom just sent us a bunch of candy on the very day that we both had a conversation where we're like, we are going to get in shape. No more of this overeating. We're going to be each other's accountability buddies. None of this. None of that. Keep it normal. I'm got Weight Watcher sis. And then immediately... Immediate God always does this where he'll immediately test you. Like um 
Just like when I told Sonic Speed, and for people who don't know, I every couple of weeks I'll also do like a YouTube call-in show. You go to youtube.com slash charity to subscribe. You get to click on the bell to get a notification for when I go live. It's a good this stream. You guys can participate. Yeah, you guys say it's a call-in show. It's a call-in show. I, I love it. I love talking to people. And um and uh and we have this one guy named Sonic Speed, and he is like a Sonic the Hedgehog maniac. He owns so many Sonic toys, and his parents always know what to get him for his birthday and Christmas. Something with Sonic on it. And I was like, don't you get tired of that after a while? And he's like, no, I'm 22, and it's still great. I'm the easiest person in the world to shop for. Just give me something with tails or knuckles on it. Is this the Sonic guy that you're fighting with on Twitter, or is that a different Sonic guy? It's a different Sonic guy, but the first Sonic guy told me about that second Sonic guy, Ken Penders. Can we, we talk do, about I, the second Sonic guy, or we, is that not funny? No, we can talk about it. Just let me let me finish telling about the first Sonic guy. And okay. so, and so the first Sonic guy calls in my show, and he's like, "How can I get more girls?" I go, "Oh no, no." He's like, "I have a new job. How do I not screw this up? How do I keep my new job?" And I'm very good at at putting forward like a fake impression of normalcy at work. Sriracha, you have a nickname for this. Oh yeah, that's running normal.exe. It's like you just right. sit there and be a normie. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you, uh, the, the program crashes as soon as anyone speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to explain to him, I go, listen, no matter what you do, do not mention Sonic the Hedgehog. Don't talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. I, at first, I was like, for your first month. And I go, no, 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 ever. Don't <laughs> yeah, ever talk a- Don't ever talk about Sonic the Hedgehog at your job, and you'll be fine. And like I always say, when you put an intention out there, I'm not going to eat anymore. I'm, God tests you. He immediately, they take like a new employee quiz. And it's like, hey, let's all get to know each other. Here's some fun pop culture questions. Yeah. And the, and the quest, question question number two was, what is the name of Sonic's flying friend? He immediately buzzes it, Tails, Tails, miles per hour or miles per hour. He's from the planet Mobius. And he's, he's also dating he's, this plant girl from the Sonic X series. <laughs> he's 12 years old, canonically. <laughs> He's a child soldier in the water conductor. And I'm like, no, I told you. What, is the, what was the one thing I've told you, Sonic Speed? Well, Don't mention. Do throw the question? Yes. <laughs> Go. Here's what. You know what? Ask me that question. Okay. <clears throat> who is Sonic's best friend who flies? Boot Mario. No, you stupid idiot. Stupid, stupid moron. I'm a big titty goth gamer girl, and now I'm going to be looking at you funny for the rest of your tenure here, buddy, because that was so normie, I might just puke. (laughs) Well, wouldn't, couldn't one say that when Mario and Sonic hang out at the Olympic Games, Mario truly flies in long jump? The answer was a big busty, <laughs> was that, that picture of Sonic where he's pregnant. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Ah, yes. I'm sorry, you were raising your hand before I, I was just screaming? What What did you want to say? Oh, I don't remember. I was try- I'm trying not to, it's very difficult for me to determine when you're done speaking with the uh, delay on this. So I'm, I'm so trying sorry. very hard not to interrupt you. I deeply apologize. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm so sorry. And look, in this next, in this Nathan segment, if you don't mind, I would like you to primarily drive it because if I talk, if I have to lay out all these pieces, I'm just going to be angry. I mean, you've been talking to his publicist, so I cannot friggin' wait to hear about that interaction. But no, but my question was... um, Ken Penders? No, ask me that too. That too. Here, you ask me a question about something weird in Japanese, and I will answer it as in a normie way. Oh, okay, okay, great. Um, uh, what is the name of the series that is a dark take on Sailor Moon, where a cat grants magical girls wishes that sometimes turn them to witches? Buzz. Uh, yes, Sriracha. Uh, Madoka, Madoka. You just say one word. I don't You're know the fired. Fuck I'm 
fired. We, you're fired. That's a that's a very common quiz in human resources to root out weebs. And according to the U.S. government, weeb is not a religion or a nationality. You're fired. Face the wall, comrade. <laughs> Heard you like anime. Face the wall. <laughs> now look, I'm not saying this is right or just or moral, but if you fired everyone at your company that liked anime, you would end up saving a lot of money on lawsuits. I'm just putting that out there. I think if they fired everybody at my company that liked anime, there would be one person fired, <laughs> and it would be half of me. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, Sarah, no! What's going on with this sick dude that you've been beefing with for like two days? I. It's just, okay. So Sonic Speed, again, the Sonic fan. Um, he, uh, and by the way, he is a very traditionally handsome guy. He looks a lot like Markiplier. You say like, that about literally everyone. <laughs> it's not, all this guy has to do is go like, duh, duh. Want drink? Duh, duh. Me hunky. Sex now? Duh. He'd be fine. He's, so he goes in our Discord. Not the Rebel Discord. The other Discord. The nor the Patreon-only Discord. Discord classic. <laughs> Discord classic. And, uh, and he posts a tweet. And actually, let me read this tweet real quick. Oh, boy. Trump voters remind me of the Sonic fans who claimed I had no rights to my characters and stories. Like those Sonic fans, Trump voters accept Trump's claims despite a total lack of evidence of fraud or illegal ballots being cast. If Trump really had the evidence, he'd produce it. So Ken Penders uh, writes this uh, weird nonsense trying to link his uh, his tiff with Archie <laughs> and Jughead and Betty and Veronica to a massive international crisis of succession. And I just retweet him, and I and I and I do a quote to tweet, and I write, "Enter colon the politics understander." <laughs> now I recently learned this understander meme, and I was itching to take it out for a spin. I'm like, I don't know that this meme has been super overused yet. I think I can boomer my way into this meme. Now I, I know that normally it's like the understander has entered the chat. I wanted my own spin on it. Sriracha, do you think I used this meme correctly? Yeah, I think you did a great job. I, I used that meme today, so I don't think it's overused. Okay, how did you use the, the Understander meme today? Um, did you see that me, that article CNN put around where Joe Biden was like, Mikasa, you casa? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I said it to my friends in my college group chat. I was like... El Spanish understander, hot entrado, el chat room, nachos grande, cinnamon twist. Oh my God, that's so good. That's so good, Sriracha. Um, so I write that and he responds, quote, it's not about understanding politics, which most Americans really don't, but about understanding yeah. the law. It's easy to scream anything you want without facts to back it up. Proving in court is another matter of which I have actually experienced. Yeah, you see, this is, I agree with him. You see, anybody can scream anything they want in this election proceeding. That's like when, this is exactly like the time when a rumor spread around my high school that I was a lesbian. See, because people were screaming <laughs> any kind of, anything they wanted with no facts or logic to back it up. Oh so this God. is the exact same situation, actually. Okay, yeah, I see. Now you're linking your college sexuality hijinks to the president of the United States. Again, again, everybody's everybody's trying to dine out on this succession crisis to settle their own scores. I So I write back, dude, it's weird to link a domestic coup to Sonic the Hedgehog when your first thought is, quote, Oh, this is just how Archie stole my knuckles. You don't grasp the gravity of what's happening. To which he sent three very angry replies. Yeah, I saw that. When you reply more than once, then, dude, just put it in a notepad message. That's like peak butt mad. I know. And so he writes back like, the perspective is not Archie stole knuckles. The perspective is one experienced in a courtroom in the NYSD presided by a federal jurist appointed by a president 
Bill Clinton. It's the same process whether one is dealing with copyrights or staging a coup. Well, first off, the most recent judge that Trump has been in front of is actually a Trump-appointed jurist. So it's kind of like, I don't know why he's bringing Clinton up. It's like, yeah, I guess presidents do appoint judges. Therefore, they stole your knuckles. Yeah, and no, so- that's he's got you there. But because that's a solid wall of law. Every time you enter a courtroom, it's the exact same uh, experience. That's why me serving on two days worth of jury selection does mean that I am an accredited lawyer. <laughs> now I have passed the bar exam and uh, Nick Riccata is hiring me for <laughs> his law firm. <laughs> It's the exact same fucking thing as going to law school. Yeah, yeah. And that time I got arrested for drunk driving and had to appear in front of a judge. It's exactly like that. I was exactly. in the courtroom. And so, so, uh, so this guy writes, you know, again, quote, the perspective is not, quote, Archie stole knuckles, to which a guy named Daryl Heine writes, <laughs> quote, Sega owns knuckles. <laughs> oh, I bet that it set his hemorrhoids aflame. <laughs> to which, to which Ken Penders responds, Daryl, I've never claimed to own knuckles. <laughs> Knox K apostrophe N O X, however, is another matter. And Daryl writes, is Knox? What does Knox look like? And I think to myself. Yeah, what does Knox look like? And then I look up Knox. Knox looks exactly like fucking Knuckles the Echidna. But Knox is not an Echidna. He's an alien race called the Echidna. So this, so Knox is his original character, Do Not Steal. Yes. <laughs> and Knox is not an Echidna. Knox is an E. K-Y apostrophe D-Y-N some crap like that. Who gives a... I don't care. I don't care what race this echidna is. I'm just saying! When do you... What, he's not an echidna. He's an echnidna. Kind of sounds like he's an echidna. He looks a lot like Knuckles. His name is Knox. You know what, Knox? Knuckles. Knox. Knox. Knuckles. Knox. Echidna. Echidna. <laughs> Ken Penders, Trump! Please keep calling him Knuckles if you get in a continuous fight with this well, so then I, So then I quote tweeted his tweet where he's like, this is not about Knuckles. And I wrote, when whatever you're talking about is definitely about Knuckles. <laughs> he has not responded yet. And then I tweeted a poll. Hey, how much time should I spend trying to bother Ken Penders on Twitter. The choices were 99% and 100%. And right now, 100% is winning big, big. I voted for 100%. <laughs> so, all right. Last little bit of wholesomeness before we take our break. Oh, really? So, that wasn't the wholesome story about the dude getting absolutely <laughs> anally blasted over his Sonic OC? <laughs> <laughs> Me cyberbullying a 62-year-old man. Holy shit, he's 62? <laughs> yes, he's 62. <laughs> what 62 the fuck? Years old. He's 62 years old. And you know what? Something tells me he probably did get fucked over by the Sega Corporation and by... by Archie Comics. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Giant yeah. corporations are fucking over. You know, like chubby white guys who write comics left and right. That's all comic. The entire comic industry is based, based and built on fucking over chubby white guys. I mean, you know who else got butt fucked by a major corporation? Martin Shkreli. But we don't feel anything for him now, do we? Well, he's very in shape. It's a very different thing. <laughs> anyway, oh my god! So it's a final, final bit of a uh, bit of um, little little uh, wholesome news. So, so this year we can't go to the Thanksgiving restaurant that we always go to, and that's sad because of of COVID nineteen. Listeners might remember an interview I had last Thanksgiving with the guy that works at that restaurant. And me and hey, he called in and he was like, I'm going to help you steal a bunch of these chocolate turkeys this year. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I can't 
Can't wait to steal his child. I got an inside man. So he he DM me and he's like, here's where you buy the chocolate turkeys. <gasps> and, so, and so, and I just I just had this image in my mind of my mom like sad on Thanksgiving, not able to hang out with her family, no chocolate turkeys. So I bought 50 chocolate turkeys. Oh my God, they're so cute. <laughs> Camera, I'm holding up only three of them. I bought 50 of them, these little chocolate turkeys. And I these want three, one. they're so cute. These three I had to put aside because I'm sending them to that kid who, because, you know, he told me where to find the turkeys. He gets a taste. That's what you, when you help a stereos Kogos out, he takes care of you on the back end. True or false, Sriracha? I mean, true, but if he works at this restaurant, doesn't he have access to unlimited turkeys? That's like me sending you, oh, I'm going to give you unlimited advertising services. Oh, well, first off, I would love that. That would be great, if you don't mind. We actually do have products that we need to advertise right now. But, um... I think his restaurant is closed. Oh, so like no. I don't think he has access to the turkeys. So I'm sending he's getting a taste, sending him some turkeys. And so I'm trying to show these turkeys to my mom and my uh my niece just keeps ja- jumping up and down. And I'm like, Ma, I'm I'm gonna go lie down for a second and then I uh so, so I put down the turkeys, I go lie down. She's immediately starts eating the turkeys, and that's okay. Those were I hid the turkeys I'm giving to the kid. I know you can't leave tr- chocolate turkeys around a coconuts. They're going to get right into those turkeys. That's just, yeah. We left some decoy turkeys out for our nieces to destroy. That's how kids are. So I go lie down, try to like hide for a second. My uh, chocolate covered niece uh, runs into the bedroom, starts jumping up and down on me and going play with me play with me and i'm like i'm sorry i'm i'm really tired i'm sorry i'm really tired she goes play with me play with me i go i go i'm i'm sorry i just i kind of just need a second just to chill and then she she stands over my head and she goes i'm gonna take a poopy on you <laughs> no no did she and I go, do it granny i go granny she just tried to take a, this one just tried to take a poopy on me. Punish her. And Granny's like, oh, does Asteris need a nap? I'm like, yes, I need a nap. I'm trying to nap, but punish this kid. She just tried to take a poopy on me. <laughs> and Granny's like, okay, why don't you go, uh, why don't you go in the car for a while? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I will. And I went to the car, started eating a chocolate turkey. I've been given the sense that no punishment was handed out for this poopy threat. It sounds like you were punished, frankly. I know. Sleep in a car. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to not get pooped on. Anyway, that's my Thanksgiving so far. We'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. We're proud to announce this month's sticker of the month. It's the little tiny Christmas Porg sticker. That's right. Porg Chatter returns, not in an audio format, but a sticker medium. And that's just as good, isn't it? Look at him. He's just—he's chewing on the microphone. He's ready for Christmas. Is he going to say a slur? Only you can answer that question. Head on over to patreon.com slash right now. Pledge $15 to join our sticker of the month club to get this cute little adorable property destroying bastard. Remember, once he's gone, he's gone forever. Just like the magic of Christmas when you find out that Santa is your dad and he's banging your mom. <laughs> Patreon.com slash stereos. Oh, and then just throw in something about free shipping, even international. Oh, okay. Free shipping for everyone, even international. No matter if you live on the North Pole or on Octo, we will get you this goddamn sticker. Patreon.com slash stereos. Well, Asterius, the saga has finally come to a close. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Garfield Eats is fucking dead. I mean, it's not fucking dead. It's on a ventilator. It has, it has COVID-19. It's on a ventilator. <laughs> but the storefront has officially, as of a couple of days ago, shut down, posted seven days ago, exactly one week ago, uh, Toronto's most bizarre pizza joint has shut down. Now, this has spurned... Many a question, but for now, 
Uh, the basically what the important part is the storefront is closed. If you didn't get your Garfacino or your Garfield shaped lasagna or your Garfield shaped pizza, if you missed out on that sweet sticky orange sauce, well, I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to have to just go dig pizza out of a dumpster like the rest of us. If you want to eat shitty pizza, because now you can't pay uh, $32 for it <laughs> anymore. <gasps> They uh, shut down their in-person operations. There's a little uh, discrepancy over what exactly happened there, which we'll, we'll dig into a little bit later. But they are now, they have a web shop open right now where they are selling, I shit you not, with shipping, I believe it costs $42, a, lasa- a lasagna. And, uh, and for $42, you know, it, it sounds like, this must be like some sort of like gourmet homemade lasagna. Like it's like made in a ghost kitchen, like Nathan always talked about, and like shipped to you still hot out of the oven, right? Better come with Nathan sucking my dick for $42. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm I'm reading here. It's frozen lasagna. A fucking $42 for frozen lasagna. What? Fucking Stouffer's lasagna? Like the, like Amy's lasagna? Just fuck frozen lasagna. Hey, wait a minute, Nathan. I thought you weren't allowed to freeze la- your lasagna because it would, quote, affect the taste and, quote, wasn't in your business model. Do you remember this, Sriracha? Yeah, motherfucker. You refused to send us frozen lasagna. Now you're... you're- fucking begging people to buy frozen for $42 ridiculous we we, I'm a I'm ashamed that we went to Toronto to eat that sludge I went there twice remember the first time I went there to not eat garbage yeah I can't believe we did that (laughs) but I can't yeah this comes as a surprise to absolutely no one Um, I don't think they're gonna be able to like he got he got high on memes (laughs) and he never came down (laughs) Uh, I you should uh, f- it, at this funeral. I think people that should speak. Obviously, you and I. Um, I think that mm-hmm. Canadian lesbian girl that talks a lot about this on her YouTube channel should speak. Strange Aeons, I think her name is. Uh, I think we, obviously the keynote should be delivered by my brother, my brother and me. Is that the podcast that talked about it mm-hmm. with the McElroy brothers? Uh, yep. As Thought Slime, we can get Thought Slime there. Uh, pretty much anybody that has. Uh, memed on this place and that, that <laughs> every time somebody with a significant following present company not not included talked about it it like was a defibrillator zapping it and giving it another more life and it, yeah so uh every time somebody memed on this but the most interesting part of the garfield eats saga is that every time somebody memed on this place and made fun of it um it got a new wave of people just morbidly curious about the orange pizza. And meanwhile, Nathan over here is like, I did it. I finally mastered. I am the economics understanderer. <laughs> I have mastered the economy. I am the master of capital. And this is going to be forever, baby. Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. Like, he really thought, <laughs> he really thought that's like, you know how every so often some stupid ass pop up bar will show up in New York and be like, Pickle yeah. Rick, pop-up bar. The only way these things are ever profitable if they last for like a week or two and absolutely no longer because then after that, nobody fucking gives a shit. But Nathan is like, no, this is going to have hundreds of thousands of, this is going to be bigger than Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what he said. He was like, he was like in the next five years, I plan to open up two. Thousand Garfields eats locations in America. Yeah, so uh, sorry for everybody that uh, contributed to that GoFunder or whatever it was. I'm guessing you're not getting your money back. Oh no! Now remember, uh, now the way that we found out that Garfield Eats had closed its doors forever was by Nathan himself putting out a press release about it, Sriracha. I'm going to send you a copy of this press release and I would, I'd like you to read it. Is is that okay? Yes. Text it to me. That will be the I will te- most convenient. I, I will text it to you right now. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will read the eulogy for Garfield Eats location 
straight from the man, Nathan Masri, the man, the myth, the legend himself. <clears throat> Garfield, and I'm, I'm just going to just read this verbatim. So if it feels like you're having a seizure, chances are you are not. <laughs> Garfield Eats will always be known as the world's first Garfield restaurant in Toronto, adored by the nostalgic Garfield fans around the globe who visited us from places like New York, Portugal, China, Australia, Dubai, UK, Seattle, and met... Oh, God, this is a fucking murder of a sentence right off the bat. And many more other countries. Nickelodeon is supporting Nathan Masri, I assume financially, on a regular basis to ensure the success of Garfield Eats together. Garfield Eats was one of the tourist destinations to visit in Toronto. We are proud to have served you. Garfield Eats closed its storefront last Monday. We hate Mondays anyways, but aggressively... Continues with its e-commerce operation by selling merchandise and frozen big cow lasagnas, only which you can throw in the oven anytime, removing all other menu items and specializing in lasagna, one popular product everyone loves, so as Garfield since 1970, so, yep, I read that correctly, so as Garfield since 1978, no landlord can take that recipe away from us who needs another brick and mortar anyways no one is looking to open but rather work digitally and smarter (laughs) the ceo nathan masry says we have always paid the rent okay now here we go just jumping jumping straight into it um apparently they were in fact evicted from their premise that is what we we believe right well well, we don't know. There is that there is a question right now about did Nathan break his lease and just skip out like on the rest of his rent? Was he evicted? Because remember, a couple of months ago they were locked out of Garfield Eats. So yeah, it's like, this is- was this a lockout or a walkout? Who killed Garfield Eats? Yeah, so that's the big that's the big mystery is here is who dicked over who? <laughs> Was it the landlord or land monsters? Nathan insists on calling the guy for some reason. (laughs) Or was it Nathan? I know who I think. (laughs) (laughs) But I've got an open mind and an open heart and my ears are open to hear what Nathan has to say. The CEO, Nathan Masry, says, We have always paid the rent and ready to disclose bank statement and proof of transfer made to landlords since the lockdown in March 2020. Remember that. That becomes, this is a special tool that's going to help us later. (laughs) But he wanted more and more and more. He is simply greedy after we updated his entire filthy building. (laughs) Nathan adds, It is sad to see restaurants closing, but we live in an era of shifting economies and transition from information era to an interconnected society driven by tech. We must embrace it while landlords still live in the past. Nathan had enough of the landlord's shenanigans during the pandemic and called it quits for the Garfield Eats storefront. Given Garfield is a pop icon loved by 200 million fans worldwide, the 995 Bloor Street, that was where they were in Toronto, West location was not the right choice anyways. Co-founder Pascal says... Do not be surprised if you see us a bigger us in a bigger and better location in Toronto, but e-commerce is the way to the future. Landlord says it looks bad to apply for COVID-19 tenancy rent program on his file. He has been threatening us since March 2020. So now I'd like, if you don't mind, us to take a look at the blog toe article, which opens with the saddest fucking picture of a poor Arab teen sitting dejectedly outside of the empty Garfield Eats location. I'm sorry to say that I did cause this to close by stealing a (laughs) T-shirt. But uh, I would like to specifically, so the blog toe article titled... Toronto's most bizarre pizza joint has shut down, gives us the basics of the uh, shutdown and the press release. But then, then we have um, 
<laughs> a statement from the landlord, the land monster, as he's called. According to a spokesperson for the landlord, I, I love it how you cannot find this na- guy's name anywhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. According to a spokesperson for the landlord, large rental reductions were offered for eight months through the summer and fall, but claims Garfield Eats, quote, only paid 35% of their rent. The spokesperson also claimed the landlord, quote, took the large month losses monthly and had to cover expenses out of pockets just to help the pizza store survive. According to the landlord's spokesperson, the operator of Garfield Eats also, quote, broke the lease with hardly any notice and left the place a total mess, which had to be cleaned up at the landlord's expense. Now, Stereos, this is a murder Mm -hmm. mystery. It's a murder mystery of who killed Garfield Eats. Was it Mm -hmm. the landlord? Was it Nathan's incompetence? Was it coronavirus 19? What do you think killed was it, the landlord? Was it you stealing that T-shirt? I blame you for it was this, Sriracha. I mean, obviously it is that. It's like uh, when they diagnose you with COVID, it's like a comorbidity. Me stealing the T-shirt is the underlying. It's like obesity. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this is the question right now. Who killed Garfield Eats? Because Nathan says he always paid his rent on time. And... You remember earlier, Nathan said that he would release his financials. He would release bank statements and transfers to prove that he always paid his rent on time. So Nathan says he always paid on time. The landlord said he did not pay 65% of his rent. If I didn't pay two thirds of my rent, they wouldn't give me one third of my apartment. I would be out on my big fat orange stained ass. <laughs> I would be freezing in the Toronto cold, much like the frozen lasagna you can get for 42 fucking dollars. The lasagna costs less than the delivery does. To be fair, it is Canadian dollars. So that does equal out to about 15 American cents. So the question is, who killed Garfield Dietz? Now, me and Sriracha, what is the loudest podcast about? Well, honestly, is it about us watching disgusting five-minute-long animes where a girl takes off her panties and scowls at you? Yes, sometimes it is. Uh, is it a show where we review serials? At this point, pretty much solely to annoy my little brother. Yeah, maybe I'll get to that. But ultimately, the loudest podcast is a search for the truth. We want the truth. So Sriracha today has been reaching out to the land monster, haven't you? I've made an attempt. I think I've exhausted all routes of contact and no one will speak to me. It just break. It breaks my little muckraker heart that no one cares about the truth and publicizing the truth and getting down to the truth. And my yellow journalism can only go so far without an official source. So my heart, my heart is broken. We might never know the true truth. What I do know is Nathan has not sent us his fucking bank statements as was promised yes he put out a press release saying that he would do this okay so first off we're reaching some dead ends getting in touch with the landlord listeners if you know any way to get in touch with the bloor street landlord blog toe did blog.to got a statement from a landlord spokesperson an unnamed spokesperson by the way which is how little this landlord wants to do with finding the truth So Sriracha's been working the landlord angle, and I've been working the Nathan angle. And why is that, Sriracha? Does that have anything to do with the fact that you've been blocked by Nathan Masri? I I don't understand why. I just just want to... I'm about the truth. I'm a nice, wholesome young lady who's committed to finding the truth. And let me tell you, I pay 100% of my rent on time (laughs) every month. (laughs) So... So it's my job to get in touch with Nathan Masri. So I, I immediately DM Garfield Eats and Nathan, and here's what I write them. Quote, hey, if you guys want to get the truth out about the landlord, you can come on my show. They're saying you broke your lease with no warning. They're only saying, they're also saying you only paid 35% of your total rent owed. 
If they're lying, it should be really easy to prove, and we can help you get the truth out. To which Garfield Leach responds, Oh, hello. Thank you for your media inquiry. Please contact publicist blah, blah, blah for Nathan Masry, Garfield Eats, email, email address, signed the Friends Happiness Center. The motherfucking Friends Happiness Center is where Karen works, or the one that I had to keep, that I almost tricked into buying his plane tickets, but was obstinate, and just wanted us to just shill his shit without having tasted it. Nope, that's not what we do here, Karen. But apparently they have a human being who is not Nathan Masri or an Indonesian woman on Fiverr.com communicating with you now. Tell me more about your communications with the Friends Happiness There Are No Camps Center. I so I've so I'm like, okay, I'll email this person. So I email them uh, you know, hey, my name is Asteris Kokonos. I host a show in America called The Loudest Podcast. Nathan's uh appeared on a few times. I'm reaching out to get a comment from Nathan about Blog Toe's latest article. Landlord for Garfield Leeds said Nathan, quote, only paid 35% of the rent and that he, quote, broke the lease with hardly any notice. Nathan's press release says we have always paid the rent and ready to disclose bank statements and proof of transfers made to the landlord. Clearly, these can't both be true. Can you get to the truth for us? We'd love a statement from Nathan and to see the bank statements and proof of transfers. He volunteered in his press release. We're running our story Sunday night. We need comment before then. Thanks so much for your time. And then I and then uh, she writes back. Awesome. What days and times would you like Nathan on the show? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, OK. Interesting. I'm like, well. Okay, so I write right back, hey, let me reach out to my producer for some re- recording times and availabilities. In the meantime, is there any chance you can get a comment from Nathan on the stuff I emailed you about? She writes me back, would it be possible to speak about this when he's live with you? I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'll get the answer straight from the horse's mouth. I go, uh. sure. I go, sure. We'd love to have him on. Our show, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll need to review the bank statements and transfers he offered in this press release two days before the interview, Friday the 27th, so we can legally verify them. Please confirm this. Thanks. And uh, publicist writes back, at the moment, Nathan cannot do that date, but I'll circle back with anything changes. I go, I go, well, hey, you know, what days and times would work best for him? And uh, the publicist writes back, as of now, Nathan will have to decline the interview. But if anything changes, I will let you know all the best and stay safe. Well, first off, thank you. Your well wishes will certainly protect me from the COVID-19 that is ravaging our nation right now. I wasn't going to stay safe until the publicist for Garfield Eats told me to. So thanks so much. Second, you're the one that offered him as an interview in the first place. I was just reaching out for comment on Blocktoe's article. So don't don't come to me and be like, oh, you'll have to decline. Decline? Decline the interview you offered? What the hell is happening here? That is a characteristic of the Friends Happiness Center is the people who run, from my experiences with the Friends Happiness Center, it doesn't really seem like they read the entirety of your email before they just respond to it. Like, this happened a bunch the other time. They were like, I was emailing the Friends Happiness Center. We were like, hey, can we talk about, I I don't know, the restaurant opening? And they were like, sure, when's your story running? And I was like, well, we can't really run the story until we get the information about the restaurant. She says, oh, okay, just let me know when you know the story is going to run. Like, no, Karen, as I said 20 minutes ago, I need you to tell me that first. Now, I know this is what happens with the Friends Happiness Center, which is why I included screenshots from Blogto's article and Nathan's press release. And I would just, I would always slam them in the middle of the email. Just like, look at this, look at this, tell me. Even if you're going to tell me no comment, tell me no comment. So I write back to her, I go, hey, I went to the trouble of lining up in a veil and studio time with my producer and co-host. So it's unfortunate that he's declined. 
we have avails out to the landlord, who Nathan calls a, quote, land monster for the show as well. Without Nathan's interview, we'll only have half the story, so we hope he reconsiders. Nathan put out a press release where he offered proof that he paid his rent on time. Will he be keeping his word and providing that proof, or was the offer not genuine? We need comment on this by Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Stay Uh, safe. (laughs) Asterios Coconos. You fucking uh, Fiverr bot, stay safe. Uh, it's currently eight or ten forty six on Friday evening. It is not yet Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just call it right now. Nathan's fucking liar. <laughs> I I believe that he uh, got did some uh, magic uh, moon man math. <laughs> To calculate his rent by saying something like uh, probably some stupid uh, some I'm trying to think of a way to say this that won't upset you. He did some very special math calculations that maybe are not based in reality to come out with the conclusion that were the land monster to give him a discount on rent, he would bring in actually more money. So the land monster can't afford not to give him this discount on rent, which the landlord had said, <laughs> what in the fuck are you talking about? Nathan then proceeded to insist that his math was correct, pay 35% of his rent when uh, the landlord showed up with the door locks. Uh, I think Nathan finally realized that the jig was up at some point, said, fuck you, I'm leaving, and then left all probably trash and Garfield plushes all over the restaurant. That is what I personally, in my opinion, believe happened. This is also my opinion. And I love how Nathan is hanging himself up on a frozen cardboard tasting cross. He's like, we cleaned up your filthy building. We cleaned up your filthy building. Oh, great. Now there's a Garfield Eats in my building. That's what every renter wants. A bunch of laser etched Garfield cartoons, a pizza oven, and the phrase, love me, feed me, Don't leave me. That's not terrifying. Why, a Starbucks could move in here right away if a Starbucks wanted to scare people away from it and turn them off of coffee for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I'm going to take another guess. No, I'm not Sherlock Holmes, but here's another uh, opinion that I have on what he means by he says cleaning up the filthy building. I'm going to take a wild stab and say that this was not a pizza restaurant. It was a standard commercial space when Nathan moved in. And by, quote, cleaning up the building, he means uh, expending capital to install the functions that one would need to open a fucking pizza restaurant. Yeah, like three iPads. That's what every pizza restaurant needs, right? Oh, and one pizza oven. Remember when we went to Garfield Eats and it took a goddamn hour because they had one pizza guy and one pizza oven and that pizza oven was tiny. When you walk into a New York pizzeria, half the fucking counter is a giant, quote, Blodgett. A Blodgett is an industrial-sized pizza oven. You know, the kind you can cook a corpse in. Yeah, and you know what? We always at our New York pizzerias, we've got enough staff, right? We got the fucking rats working back there. But it's like fucking exactly rat at right. the end scene and rat it to it. Like all of them are working together to put pizzas in the oven. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, yeah, so uh, I w- Nathan, I know you're going to hear this. Wick, can you make the title of this episode something like, Hey, Nathan Masry, we're talking about you again? <laughs> Because I know you you name search, you dirty fucking name searcher. Uh, If you are willing to give us, I will eat my own shit. If you prove me wrong, if you put out those bank statements and you prove that your rent was X amount a month, perhaps by showing us a copy of your commercial lease with your personal information blocked out, but the agreement per month and the bank statements proving that you did, in fact, pay your full rent every single month and they abandoned you like a poor frozen orange cat in the middle of the uh in the middle of soviet russia i will happily eat my shit i will admit to you that i am wrong and you know what i will buy you a pizza a real pizza a good pizza a new york city pizza god damn our pizza's so fucking good it's so good it tastes good all right well balls in your court nathan balls in your court land monster and listeners we 
if you are up in Canada and you have any way to get in touch with any of the principles, we're just trying to get to the truth. That's all we care about on the Loudest Podcast is the truth. We're journalists. We're journal. We're broadcast journalists. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more of the Loudest Podcast. Voicemail phone number is 848-863-5343. That's 848-863-5343. Email address, theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to pick up our exclusive Black Friday fun packs. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.